Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. So today we have Lauren Winner with us. Lauren is a writer and she does lectures. And today I'm sitting with her in Montreat, North Carolina, um, where she is one of the leadership folks for College Conference. Lauren is an author of some of my favorite books, um, she wrote uh, Girl Meets God, Mudhouse Sabbath. She has also done uh, Cheerful and Comfortable Faith, it still notes uh, on a mid-faith crisis, and most recently, and I'm sorry, my favorite, Wearing <laughs> God. Um, That's allowed to be your favorite. Oh, thanks. Um, and it's done so much more, and if I continued on with this, we'd be, never have anything <laughs> else to say. So um, we will put your entire um, bio up on the Facebook page, so if people want to see all the amazing work that you have done, <laughs> they you. can go there, but otherwise our entire five minutes would be that. So. That's <laughs> so we are going to have a few moments today talking about Sabbath, um, and our families you know, I'm not sure how much Sabbath time we really take. Mm. And I find that we are just go, go, go all the time. And I wondered if you could um, shed some light on that for us of what you think might be helpful for families. So something that I have, I, I should preface by saying I do not have children, but I have um, actually devoted a lot of time in the last 15 years to learning from others about how to practice Sabbath or parts of Sabbath ritual or to rest with children. Um, and I care about that actually for selfish reasons, even though I don't have kids. I look at the teenagers in my life and think they seem so overcommitted and overtaxed that I worry about the future of society in 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I think it affects all of us whether or not we have kids. And I have just been so personally inspired by the capacity of small children to focus and be attentive if they are given a kind of material invitation to do that. And here's what I mean by that. Many years ago, I was discussing with a colleague um, how one might have with a family a, a Sabbath meal of sorts. Mm. And how might one begin a meal, and it doesn't necessarily have to be on Friday night or on Sunday, but if you just want to designate one meal a week where you have a more contemplative flavor and, and a more of a focus and an attentiveness. And I said, okay, but you obviously you can't do that if you have little squirmy kids. And my friend said, no, you can if you give them a piece of clay or you light a candle in their line of sight and invite mm -hmm. them to look at it. And I've now done this with lots of different children 
of course, nothing works 100% of the time. But I have been actually um, surprised and really inspired by what like small squirmy kids are capable of when you, in fact, invite them to look at a lit candle or hand them a small piece of clay. And that, in fact, it's not the the children that have a hard time doing that. It's the adults. <laughs> the adults who secretly want to be looking at their phone or et cetera, are worried about their to-do list, that yes, you need to sort of shepherd the child into that space of attentiveness. But then I think actually the rest of us have something to learn from a child. And we've all seen this, right? A child's capacity to get absorbed in something, um, you know, deep play that, that we somehow lose the capacity for as mm. we age. Yeah. I was afraid you were going to say something around that, you know, like parents, it is hard, right? Like we are multitasking and as much as I think we do have some role in this, a large role in how we uh, create space for Sabbath in our families. So I think dinner table is one really great space. Some of them are, some families are struggling to even get one meal. To have a dinner. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> um, what else can we do? Well, I was about to say, I think it depends. I think each of us probably needs to get clearer on what we're looking for, mm. right? So is what we think we most need time when we can listen to each other? Is what we most need time when we can look together toward the divine, toward God? Is what we most need time when we are unplugged from technology? I mean, I think all of those are pieces of Sabbath. And I think it's unrealistic for many of us, whether or not we're in a family unit, to just snap our fingers and suddenly robustly practice, you know, rest, attentiveness, time with the holy, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if we can drill down a little into, okay, at this moment in my life, at this moment in my life of my family, what's the specific need I most feel? And again, is it that I need two hours a week away from technology? Is it that I need an hour a week in nature? Mm. Um, is it that I need an hour a week in my, so in my own life, a place where this lands is how I approach cooking. Mm. Cooking for me, I mean, I wish I lived a life where I could cook a homemade lovely dinner, you know, every night of the week. I'm doing well if I do it once a week. Mm. But it actually is probably the single most effective thing in my life for sort of immediately slowing me down because you can't stir any faster, you can't chop any faster. So I'm, I feel grateful if twice a month I can say, this is the day where I'm going to cook dinner. It sounds like a simple and small, and small thing, but I find it rhythmic. I find it restful. I find that it helps me focus on my body, on my breath. And then finally, I would say, I mean, on some level, there's no way around, you know, we all, we all have our priorities. I have, I have mine. I have things I wish were priorities more than they are. <laughs> I wish I could motivate myself to exercise more faithfully, et cetera, et cetera. So on one level, you know, ultimately there's no shortcut. We devote our time to what we devote it to. That said, I do find in my own life, this may be sound ridiculous, something you have to always do is breathe. 
Mm. And there are ways of breathing that are attentive and deep and you are noticing your breathing. And then there are ways that are, as we, you know, most of the time we breathe autonomically and don't think about it. And so I am trying to learn in my own life that even if it is literally two minutes while I'm walking to my car, to take that two minutes to slow my breath down and be more attentive, which inevitably will slow my walking down a little. So maybe right. it winds up taking two minutes and 20 seconds to get to my car. And I have found that similar to here's your piece of clay, here's your candle, that children are also very responsive to that. Um, children, again, may be more able than many of us to kind of quickly get into their body. They haven't learned all the horrible things we've learned about escaping our bodies. Um, so that, you know, even a child in a grocery store can slow his breathing down for a minute or two. Now, is that Sabbath? Not in the technical grand sense, but I think in the sense of moments of presence in the middle of a day that experimenting with breath is powerful. And as a Christian, I want to say that anytime we are attentively engaging our breath, we are engaging with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It is not a coincidence that the words spirit and spiritual are the same words as aspirate, that there is a literal connection between the Holy Spirit and our aspiration, our breath. Um, so maybe that sounds a little woo-woo, but to no. me it's all bound up. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but I hope that you will catch us next time for the next episode for continuation of this conversation. Until then, take five.